ever since I set up Make It British back in 2011, I have sort of pulled up businesses for Brit washing or what I often call fake it British. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me every Tuesday and Friday when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice on making in the UK. Let's crack on with the show. Welcome to episode 91 of the Make It British podcast. Today I'm going to be on a little bit of a rant again and my topic for today has been inspired by an article I read this week about greenwashing. Now I thought this was really interesting. For those of you who don't know what greenwashing is, it is implying that a product or maybe a service that you are selling or providing is doing good things for the planet or that it is sustainable or obviously that it is green. Now, in this particular instance, it was a company called Matt and Nat who are an accessory brand. I think they're pretty much predominantly accessories and they had been accused of greenwashing because they were advertising one of their non-leather bags with the tagline, vegan, cruelty-free and recycled. And someone wrote in to complain to the Advertising Standards uh, Association to say that they thought this was inappropriate, given that the majority of the material that the bag was made from, the bag that was in the advert, was PVC, which is polyvinyl chloride, which... I remember from my days as being a handbag buyer at Marks and Spencers is anything but green or ethical. In fact, PVC is one of the most damaging materials to the environment. It's really nasty stuff, polyvinyl chloride. Um, And so the fact that Matt and Nat had been implying that this bag was green was seen to be not good at all. In fact, it, it does irk me somewhat when you get people claiming that a product is vegan because it's not using leather, but actually it's using a material like PVC, which is really not, not good at all. So that in this case, that's what they were doing. In fact, it was found that a, a huge percentage of the bags in the Matt and Nat range were actually made from PVC. And the tagline on this particular advert where it said vegan and cruelty free, and they're obviously applying there to the fact that the material on the exterior of the bag looks something like leather, but what's actually made of this plastic material and recycled on the tagline. So it said vegan, cruelty free and recycled. Well, the recycled bit was just the lining that was made out of some sort of recycled polyester material, I think. So it was deemed to be misleading and the customer's complaint was upheld. And so Matt and Nat have got into a spot of bother about this. And so they flipping should too, I think, as far as I'm concerned. So there's obviously a lot of that sort of greenwashing goes on. And I think we'll start seeing a lot more of this in the press about 
brands and businesses that are pulled up because they're implying that the product or service that they're providing is ethical and green when it really, when you look under the surface, even just a little bit, it's not at all. And it made me think about Brit washing, which as you can probably gather, what it is, is the equivalent of greenwashing. But when it comes to products made in Britain or made in the UK and implying that that particular product is manufactured in the UK and therefore British and possibly a reason why you might be charging more for it um, when in fact it's none of the sort. In fact, ever since I set up Make It British back in 2011, I have sort of pulled up businesses for Brit washing or what I often call fake it British um, for doing things that are misleading and make the consumer or the British public think that that product is in fact made in the UK. You know, you might think, well, why is that wrong? But as I just said before, quite often that they might be doing that to try and get a higher price for that product because they think, oh, people associate something being made in the UK as being good quality. So therefore, if I make them think that it is made here by giving it some sort of British features, which I'll come on to in a minute, I can charge a bit more from this. So it then made me think about how do businesses go around Brit washing and I found that there's some common themes and some common things that they all do, which if you just dig a little bit deeper, you realise that um, you can find out then that they aren't actually making in the UK. So I'm going to run you through what those features are today, because if you're at all interested in buying British made products and you think you might have been duped and you certainly don't want that to happen because you want to support genuinely British made or UK made products, then I want to make sure that doesn't happen to you. So I'm going to run through now some of the ways in which companies do this Britwashing. So the first way that they do it is by using a misleading name, quite often in their title or their business name. So obviously the word British is one that they often use or UK or sometimes it's more regional. So things like London and maybe they've got the name or the word London as part of their business name or their or their website name. So that would imply to a lot of people that if it says British, then it's made in Britain. And that's certainly not the case. So you definitely need to dig a little bit deeper when people use that. And sometimes they use the word Britons to imply that it's made by by made by Britons when actually it's not as in you know, people that are based in Britain. So the misleading use of the word British is one of the most common ones in their name. So that then brings me on to taglines. So using misleading taglines, which imply that the product is made in Britain. A, a, probably a classic one of this is a well-known clothing retailer. And I'm not going to name and shame them on here, but it wouldn't take that much digging around to find out who they are using the phrase fabulously British. Um, so what does that mean? Does that mean it's made in the UK? Well, a lot of people do think it is because they use this tagline fabulously British. I've also seen gloriously British or great British company used in taglines to imply. And of course, that the business is, you know, 
based in the UK and using great British company and the owners might be British, but doesn't always mean that they're manufacturing in, in the UK or manufacturing in Britain. So again, you need to check a little bit further and I'll get onto that. The other one that people use in a tagline is proud UK manufacturer. Now that's a that's a clever one because that's probably entirely true. They are proud and, a, and based in the UK and they're a manufacturer, but it doesn't always mean that they're manufacturing Manufacturing facilities are in the UK. So, again, watch out for that one. Proud UK manufacturer because they could be based here, but are there manufacturing facilities here? So, look out for those misleading taglines, quite often developed by marketing agencies, PR companies, and other people that have realised that there's now more of a drive and more an interest by people to buy. British made products, a bit like there is to buy green and ethical products. You know, Matt and Nat knew when they put that advert out there that it was going to help get them more customers because people want to buy into things that are green more and more these days. And the same with wanting to buy products that are British. So look out for those sneaky taglines. The next one, which goes along with those taglines, um, is misleading imagery. So Putting certain imagery on the product or its packaging or its advertising that makes you think it's made here because you associate that type of imagery with Britain and then potentially made in Britain. So the classic one is obviously the good old Union Jack flag. You see it sprinkled everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And so many people I know fall for this one and think if they see a Union Jack on the packaging, it means that it's made in Britain and or made in the UK or made locally. And it's quite often none of the sort. In fact, this is one of the worst Union Jacks on everything. And I've done features on my website about this before. Great examples of Union Jacks on all sorts of different types of items and people thinking that meant that they were made in the UK or people using Union Jacks in their logos as well when they don't manufacture here. That's another one. Other sorts of um, imagery they might use is kind of typically British paraphernalia. So we're talking bulldogs or red phone boxes or double-decker buses or even pictures Her Majesty the Queen herself. So those sorts of things that you think of. And, and that's particularly used to to dupe, dare I say dupe, overseas buyers. who You know, they come to England and they see these shops full of these products, full of Union Jacks and Bulldogs and buses. And they think, oh, I'm going to take home a souvenir from the UK and it must be made in Britain. And very sadly, quite often it's not. And of course, you get the good old imagery of factories this is quite common from manufacturers, probably the same people that are calling themselves a um, proud UK manufacturer, having a picture of a factory on their website or somewhere like that when it's not actually a factory that's based in the UK. Or they might have an icon of a factory, but it doesn't always mean that that factory is in the UK. Which brings me on to the About Us pages on websites. These are a real typical place to spot the offenders, the, the offending Brit washers, because some of the fluff and the guff and the rubbish I have read on About Us pages, which makes people think 
that products are made in Britain. It's very clever copywriting. So quite often it involves something about a proud manufacturing heritage. There could be a picture of a few old chaps that originally started the business however many years ago and it shows them in their little factory, black and white photographs. Now, yeah, they probably were manufacturing in Britain back in 1782 or wherever they founded the business. But are they actually making it here now? So that is one to watch out for is the heritage, but it doesn't tell you that currently they are still making in the UK. They also often use phrases on about pages such as founded in. So found, I saw one the other day, founded in Yorkshire in 2020, whatever. Well, it probably was founded in Yorkshire and it probably was manufactured in Yorkshire back in those days, but it's not anymore. So do they have, look, scroll down that about page and look and see if any of those paragraphs mention anything about their current manufacturing and where that's based. Quite often you'll find one of the paragraphs towards the bottom of the page that they're hoping that you've not read down to says something about working with um, fantastic factories all over the globe. But they'll want you to just read the first paragraph, which talks about their original heritage. They also quite often say things like, our first factory was originally in Wales, and then you read down the page and you find out that it's not anymore. So I think shame on companies that do that. And it happens a lot. So you do need to dig deep. The other thing people do or businesses do to try and mislead you is in their wording. Again, clever wording in how they describe the product. So, for instance, rather than having something like made in the UK written on their product, they will write designed in the UK or developed in the UK rather than manufactured or made in. Or a clever one I saw recently on a certain brand of kettle was engineered in the UK. Now, that actually turned out to mean that they had designed it and they maybe had made an original prototype and the engineers that designed it were based in the UK, but the kettle itself was definitely put together in China which was really disappointing. And that misled a lot of people. So then it comes down to the labelling. So you really do have to dig around, read what people have written on their website and read between the lines and also read the labels on the products. Now, you'd be surprised how many businesses will tuck their labels in really deep inside their products. So you don't see that little label that says, made in the People's Republic of China, but actually they'll use a much bigger label somewhere else on the product to maybe describe the raw materials that went into making it. So I, for instance, have seen tailored jackets, tailored coats, which have used a cloth from a mill in Yorkshire and have used the labelling from that mill. So it says cloth designed by, and I won't, I won't name the, the mill, but it's a genuine mill in Yorkshire and it's woven in Yorkshire. So they've got that label inside the tailoring, right inside when you open up the jacket, you know, cloth designed in, cloth made in Yorkshire. But when you actually look at the really small care label, they've written that it was made in China. And I've had people write into me and make it British and get in touch and say, hang on a minute, I bought this because I thought it was all made in Yorkshire. But now I've actually found out it's just the cloth. 
and the cloth was actually shipped out to China and it, the jacket was put together out there. So that is a real shame. So do make sure you read between the lines. Do not fall for the very oh-so-British imagery and the taglines about being gloriously British or those pictures of bulldogs. Really dig deep onto a manufacturer's or a brand's website or the inside labels of a product. And if it doesn't actually say made in the UK or made in London or made in Scotland, then really it most probably isn't. If you're interested in finding out more about whether you can label a product as made in the UK, you might want to listen back to episode number 36 that I did, which was all about could you label a product as made in the UK and what the requirements are. Or you might also be interested in whether you should label a product as made in the UK or made in Britain or maybe made somewhere more regional like made in London. And I talked about that on episode number 43. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you have found any Brit washed or fake it British products, I would love to see what they are. I would hear about them. So either drop me a message on Instagram or send me the the photograph or the image of the product, preferably via Instagram or Twitter, make it British, and I will name and shame this person. Or I can also tell you whether I think it is a case of Britwash or whether it is actually genuinely made in the UK. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.